Uh, for us here in, in Vancouver, BC, this is really a, a historic moment that the, the entire city is celebrating with us today, where we've uh, really put Vancouver on the North American map as a, an emerging tech hub. Uh, and, and it's obviously a huge deal uh, for, for legal tech. Today on Law Next, I am uh, up in Burnaby, British Columbia, in the headquarters of Clio, the cloud practice management platform. And I'm sitting here with the co-founder and CEO of Clio, Jack Newton. And uh, as Jack was just saying to me, it seems like we've sat down and had these conversations a few times over the years. But uh, Jack, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm great. Uh, great to be joining you uh, here, Bob. And uh, this is a special edition of Law Next. I, I am up here uh, uh, because of a special event that was held here this morning at Clio's headquarters. Um, Jack made uh, an announcement that's uh, pretty big news. But first, let's hear from the sponsors who generously support Law Next. ShareFile is a secure, easy-to-use collaboration and workflow solution that has helped more than 90,000 customers secure data, share files, and collaborate on documents. With ShareFile for Legal, you can eliminate the never-ending speed bumps during client collaboration, giving your clients one tool to onboard, sign retainers, and share requested documents. It can also be easily integrated with popular workplace tools like Google Workspace, Salesforce, QuickBooks, Zapier, and more bringing even more ease to the client experience. To learn more about how ShareFile for Legal can help you keep work flowing, go to sharefile.com. And now, on to this week's interview. So Jack, why don't you just begin by recapping for us the headline? Sure. So the, the headline is that Clio has uh, successfully closed its Series D financing round, which is a uh, $250 million US round led by TCV and JMI Equity. Uh, these are two new financial partners that we're extremely excited to be working with. Uh, these are companies that have uh, an unbelievable track record of investing in uh, companies that have really transformed the uh, the industries in which they, they reside. Com co companies like uh, Airbnb, like Spotify, like Netflix, that have really, you know, become enduring companies that have really reframed how the the businesses that they operate within operate, and we we think that there's a, a very similar opportunity uh, in legal for for Clio and and obviously TCV and and JMI are are equally excited about the the opportunity that lay ahead lays ahead for for Clio in the legal sector. Yeah, there are a lot of things that are significant about this, but one is simply the size of the dollars uh, involved here. I mean, put put that in perspective. Uh, how does that compare uh, in in sort of the legal tech industry and and uh, and here in Canada? So at two hundred and fifty million dollars, this is uh, a historic sized investment in a few different ways. You know, number one, it's it's large by by any measure uh, in U.S. or or Canada in investment spheres. This is a a big deal, both uh, literally and and figuratively. Uh, in Canada, it's the largest venture capital investment in Canadian history, full stop. Wow. Uh, so uh, a huge deal uh, for the Canadian tech ecosystem. For uh, for us here in, in Vancouver, BC, this is really a, a historic moment that the, the entire city is celebrating with us today, where we've uh, really put Vancouver on the North American map as a, an emerging tech hub. Uh, 
uh, and and it's obviously a huge deal uh, for for legal tech uh, more broadly, where this is uh, in the the top handful of of deals over the last the last decade uh, in uh, in legal tech, and and just really exciting to have that amount of conviction and and financial weight uh, put behind Clio. Yeah, I was trying to think about it last night when I was I was writing writing up my blog post for this morning uh, in advance of of the uh, event today, and I was trying to remember larger investments in legal tech. There was the the Legal Zoom five hundred million dollar, which was a, a secondary investment. Um, I, I don't know if there was anything else that that of that same scale. I mean, there's some some I mentioned a couple of two hundred million dollar investment this year in Onnit. Uh, Interesting, also sort of an app uh, uh, marketplace uh, model, but uh, it's it's definitely one of the largest uh, in, in legal tech that I can remember. Yes. Um, so, you know what what's the what does that mean? What's the significance of that? What what do you hope to do with with that investment? So we we obviously have uh, a bunch of plans that we we can't talk about quite yet, but. I think what we can talk about is the the broad strokes for the opportunity that we see in the in the market, and that's one to you know really take what we've started over the last ten years and and double down on it and, and really finish realizing our vision of transforming the practice of law for good. And I, I think if you look at Clio and and this this investment round, I think is uh, what we'll end up regarding with the benefit of hindsight as a important you know bookend to our first 10 years where we we really focused on building the operating system for a law firm a, a, a set of tools and technologies that helped lawyers run the business side of their law practice more effectively and more efficiently and what this investment round sets us up for over the next decade is really more fully transforming, how lawyers deliver their legal services to clients. And we've just started the process of bringing the practice of law out of its traditional bricks and mortar roots and moving it into the cloud. And we think by more fully realizing that vision of bringing legal service delivery to the cloud will uh, open up a huge market opportunity for lawyers to tap into what we describe as the, the latent legal market that is currently untapped by, by lawyers. Uh, we can put a, a bookmark in that concept and talk about it a little bit more later. Uh, but also, you know, really just helping lawyers improve the way that they're delivering their legal services to clients as well. I think if you look at the the modern consumer of today, and certainly the consumer of tomorrow, the demand for legal services will be centered around online delivery through uh, through a smartphone rather than an in-person meeting. We think that the future of legal service delivery sees many more lawyers working out of a WeWork or working out of a home office rather than out of expensive AAA downtown office space. So we, we think that, you know, broadly speaking, the legal industry is one of the last, if not the last, major industry to be fundamentally transformed by technology. And I think that what... TCV and JMI saw in Clio, and certainly what what we believe lies ahead as an opportunity for Clio is to be to be that company, the company that does truly succeed in driving 
mass technology adoption in lawyers. As as you know, you've written about this a lot. The the overall adoption rate of technology in legal is still uh, depressingly low. We think that the the future for lawyers, both to remain competitive, but also to tap into new market opportunities, is all going to be oriented around adopting new technologies that allows them to better serve their clients and serve their clients more efficiently. Uh, and we believe Clio will be the the platform uh, uh, that those lawyers will will adopt to to gain that competitive edge. Yeah, you, you spoke this morning at the uh, an event here announcing the investment. Uh, uh, in your your emphasis uh, in your remarks was on bridging the access to justice gap. I mean, how do you see Clio as playing a role in in addressing uh, or bridging that gap? Right. One of the things I like to to frame the access to justice gap around is is really at its heart uh, a product market fit problem. I think that you know we, lawyers tend to talk about the access to justice gap as this externality that, that they don't necessarily have control over. And uh, you don't hear Starbucks talking about the, the access to coffee gap, for example. <laughs> I, think, I think that lawyers at, at the core are not delivering legal services in the way that consumers want to consume them. And when we talk about this access to justice gap, uh, the, the facts paint a very clear story around where the problem lies. Uh, the World Justice Project, uh, as, you, as you know, talks about the fact that 77% of legal issues uh, that consumers had last year went unaddressed by a lawyer. So on the, on the demand side, we see that there's an enormous unaddressed demand for help with legal issues that are not being met currently by lawyers. And then on the, on the supply side, on the lawyers that can actually help those consumers and those businesses with their problems, uh, we, we have all... Every survey, the, the Legal Trends Report, the Thomson Reuters Report, uh, with lawyers saying the number one thing they need is more business and more revenue and more growth. So you, you look at this, this, this kind of dual-sided problem, this, this paradox almost, where we have enormous demand and enormous supply, but it's somehow not being met, I think is really at its heart a product market fit problem. And to bridge that gap, I truly believe that technology will be at the heart of helping bridge those two worlds and helping lawyers, number one, make themselves more accessible in the kind of modes of communication and modes of uh, uh, technology that, that consumers want to use, uh, which, like I said, I, I think is more going to be internet-based and smartphone-based than sitting in a bricks-and-mortar office in the future. Uh, lawyers need to be more discoverable. We need to make it easier for lawyers, for clients to find lawyers and connect with lawyers and start conducting business with lawyers. We need to make the process of actually interacting with a lawyer effortless, as effortless as listening to a playlist on on Spotify is, for example, or as effortless as as binging on the the latest season of your favorite show on Netflix is. Uh, and and we need to to make sure that technology is something that is constantly both reducing the overhead and cost of delivering legal services. Uh, enabling lawyers to tap into that that latent legal market that that finds by and large legal services too expensive to access and then and then make the the actual process the delivery aspect of legal services as efficient and streamlined 
and as positive a customer experience as possible. Yeah, I, I know that you already said that you can't get uh, too much into specifics, but you've uh, with, with this two hundred and fifty million dollar investment, where, where do you see uh, the, the 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 product heading? Where, where does it need to go in order to continue to serve uh, or better serve that mission that you've outlined? So I, I really think that the the next chapter of Clio's growth story and the next chapter of our our product evolution is going to be anchored around the idea of improving the client experience. And I think you can you can really look at our first 10 years as you know building the legal operating system that lets a, a law firm run like a well-oiled machine running effectively, running uh, effortlessly, uh, minimizing the overhead of running a law office as much as po- as, as possible. And uh, the broad strokes of what we'll be doing over the next decade will be improving the client experience for for our customers. So allowing them to deliver their legal services uh, in a way that their clients find the, the experience to be positive and something that leaves them with a very positive impression of interacting with that particular lawyer. And we think that's really the key to unlocking what we describe as the the flywheel for legal, this this growth engine that every law firm needs and the legal industry as a whole needs, which is which is ultimately driven, as the Legal Trends Report uh, data shows, is is largely driven by referrals and word of mouth. Lawyers to drive growth in their law firm really need net promoters coming out of interacting with them. They need people that found them to be amazing lawyers to to work with, and everything around how a lawyer delivers their services to a client, what we broadly describe as the client experience is something that, you know, Clio helps with to a certain degree today, but we're very early innings in in realizing the vision for what we think the ultimate client experience vision looks like. Uh, and, and that's what we'll be investing a lot of energy in over the next, the next handful yeah. of years. Can, can you give me a specific example of a way in which uh, you want the platform to better enable lawyers to better deliver that client experience? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can give you just a few instances of places that are unreasonably high friction in, in starting to work with a lawyer, for example. If you go to a typical lawyer's website, it puts up an 800 number for, the, for you to call to actually onboard with them. Um, you know, what does... What do most people dread the idea of placing or receiving a phone call these days, right? <laughs> so right off the bat, hey, interested in my legal services? You happen to find my website? We're, we're immediately asking uh, for uh, what is what is described as a, a medium switch, which is switching from something like email to a phone call or from the web to a phone call, which is which is actually entirely negative impact on the client experience right off the bat. The first thing we as lawyers are, are doing in a typical workflow is asking for somebody to phone us. So we, we think that initial intake and interaction process should be entirely online. We think that there's an opportunity to have the intake process be uh, a, a chat-driven bot, for example, that can help do screening and intake for a lawyer so that what you're doing in the morning, uh, you know, first thing on Tuesday morning is sitting down with the consultations that Clio helps schedule for you, maybe with zero interaction from your end in scheduling those appointments. You're you're helping screen and work with uh, maybe a handful of potential clients that that Clio helped intake from your from your website. Uh, another place I, I think that there's enormous opportunity for improving the, the client experience is 
every place that lawyers still use use email. Uh, and you know, I'll, I'll give you a first-hand example in in doing this transaction. I had no fewer than nine law firms across the various parties working on this deal. And email was still the the mode of communication that all these documents were flying back and forth, different comments and edits and red lines and versions. And there's technology out there for that, you know. <laughs> I, I, that was that was my thought. That was my thought. You know, the, this way of delivering documents and collaborating on documents, even collaborating with the other side on on documents, has so much opportunity for for improvement. So I think. Broadly speaking, killing email would be another great place to improve the the client experience. So those are those are just a, a couple of places. I look at areas like integrated video chat, uh, secure video chat being part of the equation. Where you know when I talk about moving away from bricks and mortar, I don't mean moving away from face to face, but I think that we can achieve you know ninety nine percent of the value of a face to face meeting through a a secure video chat and. That being an integrated part of the platform, we, we make it really easy for uh, lawyers to jump on a phone call uh, with, a, with a client to give that reassurance that, for example, I've, I've reviewed your will carefully and here's the two or three things I want to talk about. We think that there's, there's an enormous opportunity to still provide the value of a face-to-face interaction, which again, the, the Legal Trends Report shows us is actually something that clients still demand but it, it doesn't need to be through uh, uh, a bricks and mortar interaction. It can be through uh, a secure video chat. Right. We'll get back to my interview in just a moment, but first let's take a break to hear from the sponsors who generously support Law Next. And now let's continue this week's interview. I wanted to uh, turn back to some of the news uh, that you announced today, and, and uh, one of the announcements was that Mark Britton has joined the board. Mark, of course, is the uh, founder of Avo, sold it uh, last year, was it, uh, to Internet Brands. Um, it, 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 to me, that's really interesting because I, I, I think I'm on the record as having written uh, both about Clio and about Avo, that those are probably the two companies that have uh, uh, most directly transformed the, the law practice uh, over the last decade or so. So uh, the, the thought of the two of you uh, 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 working together in some way is uh, sort of like uh, putting a match to something, I, I think. I think it's really really an interesting combination. But what do you think? What do you think? Mark, yeah, what, yeah. Is, what does Mark bring to the board? And, and uh, what do you think of this? Yeah, well, I'm I'm likewise uh, super excited to be to be working with with Mark and and think it's a, a tremendous opportunity for uh, for us to do something really special over the next uh, the next few years. Uh, Mark, I, I I got to know well and became friends with over the course of the last decade, building you know two big legal technology companies uh, a few hours uh, drive away from each other. Uh, Mark, of course, being based in in Seattle and us. Uh, uh, up here in, in in Vancouver, and always had a huge amount of uh, respect and admiration for uh, for Mark Avo was always uh, a few uh, turns of the growth curve ahead of Clio in terms of uh, its its scale and and scope. So I felt like Mark was uh, always a, a useful uh, you know mentor and uh, and uh, advisor for me over the course of the last uh, ten years of building Clio and. 
you know, when this investment round was uh, was was coming around, finding a really great uh, independent director was was one of the the top items for for me on my my list of what I want the next chapter of of Clio to look like. And and one of the things we we saw at the board level that we were uh, lacking was was somebody with real deep legal technology and legal landscape know how. We've got some of the best people in the world when it comes to building software as a service companies, building cloud companies, taking companies public, you, you, you name it, deep, deep bench on that front. But we were weak on the, on the legal front and uh, Mark's experience in, in, in building Avo and of course his experience in uh, Expedia and, and other companies prior to that is, is just uh, enormously uh, valuable to us. The, the experience that he can bring to bear on Clio's next chapter of growth, uh, I, I think you know. In many ways, uh, we have a common vision for what the legal of the future of legal services needs to to look like to survive and to thrive in the the 21st century. So, uh, I'm I'm unbelievably excited about welcoming uh, Mark to the to the board and for him to have a more you know, formal uh, advisory and steering input on on what the direction of uh, Clio looks like in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also interesting that he has that kind of consumer-facing experience or, or record with Avo that seems to merge well with your uh, what you were just saying about trying to help lawyers improve the client experience. I mean, he's got that experience trying to bridge that world between the lawyers and, and the consumers who need their services. Absolutely. I, I think that uh, there's uh, an unbelievable amount of, of synergy between Mark's past experience in, in, in building Avo and some of his learnings and what worked well as well as what didn't work well in the, the model that that Avil was creating and uh, our, our future vision for for Clio, what the next 10 years of Clio will look like. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I I just think it's 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 really hard to tap in. It's, it's hard to think, as, as you put, hard to think of somebody, uh, somebody else in the legal space that could provide more impact and more perspective to Clio as we as we enter our next uh, next decade than Mark. Yeah. And, and you said Mark is going to be a Investor at some level in the company. As yeah, well. that's right. Mark also participated in this uh, in this Series D investment round, uh, so we're we're thrilled to have him uh, not not only as a, a independent board member but also as uh, as an investor that you know he's excited enough about the the future prospects for Clio that he yeah. wanted to be uh, part of uh, part of the investment team, and that's that's huge yeah. validation for uh, for for me and something I'm I'm really excited to to welcome aboard as a as both an investor and an uh, independent board member. Yeah. So let's talk about the principal investors here, uh, TCV and JMI Equity. Uh, tell us more about them and, and what do they bring to the table for Clio? So I, I think what we were looking for in the investors we brought on board for this next phase of Clio's growth was uh, was in investors that invest in long-term Companies that have transformative impacts on the the industries that they're they're in, and there are so they're a, not looking to make a quick buck. Is that they're what not I mean? looking <laughs> to make a quick buck? And there is, you know, look, Clio's seen a huge amount of success over the last over the last decade. We're we're in the 
privileged position to have a long lineup of VCs and, and private equity type folks that would love to put money into the company. And I spent an enormous amount of time over the last uh, 18 months or so interviewing and screening the investors that we would let in in this next investment round. And where TCV and JMI both uh, really shone in, in my eyes was having a very clear long-term view on the companies that they're investing in. Uh, I think you know one, one example with TCV that I think is, is just a terrific uh, example of that, that mindset is, uh, is Netflix. Uh, TCV invested in Netflix back in 1999 when it was just a gestational idea, I invested in, in them through uh, their DVD businesses growth. Uh, when they had the when Netflix had the stumble that you might recall of uh, Quickster, I think it was called when they tried to spin off their DVD business from their streaming business and their customers rioted and their their stock plummeted. TCV saw that uh, as as a bit of turbulence, but nothing to be worried about and actually reinvested in the company, doubled down on their investment and helped propel Netflix to their next stage of growth. And now they've been invested in the company for the better part of 20 years. Uh, making that long-term bet and reinvesting on the whole ride up. And you compare and contrast that with many investors that are are looking for that quick buck, looking for the next liquidity event, looking for a way to get their, their money out. Uh, the likes of TCV and JMI just have a totally different world view in the world, almost like a, a Warren Buffett long-term view on what valuable companies truly are and how, the, how that value compounds over time. And... Uh, I found that they were highly values aligned with us in terms of how they conduct business and how they want to support the companies that they uh, they invest in. And uh, I, I think if you look at their their portfolio, uh, it's it's a great list of companies that have had unbelievable transformative impacts on the uh, the industries they're in. Companies like Spotify, companies like Point Click Care, companies uh, like Netflix that. Airbnb is another great example uh, that uh, that are are both enduring long term companies, but have also really transformed the business model of the the industries they're in. And TCV uh, has invested in the legal space before. It was an investor in Avo. That's right. Uh, which coincidentally marks company or not coincidentally, uh, and LegalZoom. And LegalZoom. Right? That's and, right. And. JMI had not, is this its first investment in legal? Or? Yeah, this is JMI's first significant investment in, uh, in legal. And, and you're right, TCV has, uh, has long had a thesis around the, the legal space, that there's opportunity for a technology company in, in legal, that there's opportunities to you know, both reinvent the, uh, the client-facing side of legal as well as reinventing the, the firm-facing technology side of, uh, of legal. And they've got a very well-developed thesis around the kind of, the kind of opportunity that legal presents. Um, on a maybe related note, I, I wanted to ask you, I, I, know, I know that you recently joined the board of Ross Intelligence. That's right. Uh, and uh, as I'm sure you know, I was out, I was out there visiting them recently, and uh, was was kind of impressed with with what they've what they've built and and how you know where where they're the direction they're in, heading yeah, in a, right a, now. Very impressive team. Uh, but but I wonder, are, do you see does, does does the fact that you're on their board suggest that you see any synergies between uh, what you're doing here at Clio and what they're doing? That's a great question. I I was. 
I really joined the board of Ross Intelligence for a few different reasons. Number one, uh, I've had the benefit of uh, having 10 years in, in legal and learning a ton about, uh, about legal. You'll recall from our first meeting at Legal Tech back in 2009, I think it was, that uh, I was a newbie to legal. I, I was a technology guy by training. Uh, and and really, I, I've I've learned an enormous amount over the last decade around what it takes to succeed in legal and what building a great legal tech product looks like. And I'm at a stage in my career now where I'm to a degree trying to pay that forward and trying to help other founders uh, realize the the kind of success that Clio's had and hopefully avoid some of the uh, un- unnecessary self inflicted wounds that they might otherwise. Uh, uh, they might otherwise have if they didn't have the benefit of you know some advice and coaching from uh, from somebody like myself. So uh, when when Andrew actually approached me about joining the the, the Ross board, I, I just saw it as a great opportunity to uh, help out uh, another great legal tech founder, help out uh, another emerging uh, Canadian success story that uh, has a, a tremendous opportunity about it. And I do think that they're they're very mission aligned with us in that they're another I think very important component of what transforming the practice of, of law looks like. Lawyers taking advantage of tools like Ross uh, are a really critical component of them becoming more efficient and more effective in their job and helping more broadly make themselves more accessible to uh, to to consumers. So uh, there's a long list of reasons I you know I, I joined that and and. Uh, advise a handful of other legal tech startups to uh, uh, to the same end where where I'm, I'm just at a stage I'd, I'd love to uh, uh, pay for it and, and help out uh, the, the broader legal tech ecosystem because I, I see so much opportunity for uh, for more companies like Clio to be to be built in legal yeah you you uh, last year you acquired Lexicata and, and uh, developed Clio grow uh, uh, out of that, uh, do you see uh, uh, now that you've got all this cash in your pocket, uh, more acquisitions uh, coming down the pike? I see us broadening the uh, the breadth and depth of our product offering substantially over the next the next handful of years, and we'll do that both by uh, developing features, you know, organically here uh, at Clio with our uh, with our product development team. And I, I do see acquisitions being an important part of our uh, our growth and development strategy going forward as well. There's uh, amazing companies uh, that have been built out over the last handful of uh, years in in legal that I could see being part of uh, a future uh, product uh, portfolio for Clio. So Lexicata was our, our first acquisition, but I'm, I'm sure it won't be our last. Uh, you had uh, at this event this morning various dignitaries here, including a member of parliament, uh, the mayor of Burnaby. Uh, just what what do you what does this mean for this location that you're in for 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 the city of Burnaby, for British Columbia, for Canada? Yeah, I mean, I I think what what this morning's event really drove home for me and uh you know it it did feel like a bit of a an out of body experience for me to <laughs> to be looking out at the the dignitaries and the uh the press and the the cameras rolling uh in our our fourth floor lounge today uh it it really drove home for me just just how momentous and and what a historic event this is for 
for for Burnaby, for Vancouver, for British Columbia, for Canada, and for for legal tech. It it it's just uh, it's a it's a really big deal, and to have that that level of uh, you know government support, to have that level of uh, support from the broader community here in Vancouver was was just really uh, really incredible, and I I think that. One of the things we hope to spur on is is the broader growth of the uh, of the Vancouver technology scene. It's it's one of the most important emerging parts of Vancouver's economy, but it's still very very early days, and we need a few more successes like Clio uh, to really double down on that that growth story. Even at a Canadian level, we've had a few great breakout hits like Shopify, for example. Uh, and like Nortel and like BlackBerry before Shopify, but that that list is relatively small. And we yeah. want we my my vision and my hope for Clio is that we become uh, the next breakout success story for for Canada. I think this uh, this round is a great step in that direction. But we've still <laughs> it's a, got it's a pretty big step in that direction. <laughs> we've yeah. we've still got a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and my my vision for for Clio, I always describe moments like this as a milestone to our team. They're they're not. Not, it's not any kind of finish line. If anything, it's a start line. Yeah. And, and the 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 goal ahead of us is to build, you know, a company that's transformed the practice of law, a company that has transformed the technology scene in in Vancouver and Canada in general, and yeah. and a company that is enduring, and a company that that even at scale, uh, even at 400 employees today and a thousand employees in a couple of years, that will still have the and enjoy the great culture that we we have today, which is something I want to you know try my best to ensure that we we scale and maintain over the next uh, next stage of our growth. Yeah. But you said 100 new jobs by the end of the year. Yeah, right? we. I mean, we're at, we're at 400 today. We're going to be over 500 by uh, December 31st this year. Uh, we're we're just on a an unbelievable growth trajectory from a uh, you know both from a a growth perspective overall, but of course the supporting team to to drive that growth is is going to be growing exponentially as well. Yeah. So it is uh it is early September uh September 4th to be precise as we're sitting here and uh you're uh less than 2 months away from your annual conference taking place in San Diego this year. That's right. Here's Oct- where you get to put in a plug. Oh, thank you. Yeah. O- October 21st and 22nd uh in sunny San Diego we will be hosting the Clio Cloud Conference, which uh, I unabashedly call the the best conference in legal, but I, I think you've called it something close to that as well. I, I have uh, I have said good things about it. That's for uh, sure. So yeah, we would love to have your uh, your listeners join us uh, at the Clio Cloud Conference. I think one of the important things to note is that the Clio Cloud Conference today is is much more than uh, just a a user conference for Clio. Uh, We have thousands of of lawyers joining us, Clio users and non-users alike, joining us to discover what the future of legal looks like and what the future of legal technology looks like. So I I think regardless of whether uh, your your listeners are Clio users or uh, or not, we would welcome them to the, the conference. And I'm I'm sure we can uh, set you up with a, a, a discount code for your your listeners to get a good deal on attending the Clio Cloud Conference they, that they can get in the comments or the the description of this podcast. All right. Well, you hear that, listeners? Jack Jack Newton said you can get a discount, so uh, <laughs> we'll figure out how how we do that. Tell my team Jack sent you. <laughs> Jack, tell them Jack sent you. Uh, Law sites. Law sites. Okay. There's your discount code. Law sites. 
Um, well, Jack, I uh, really appreciate uh, your having me up here today for this event, and uh, congratulations to you. It really does feel kind of like, a, as you said, a, a, a turning point, just the, the timing of it in a sense after, you know, little more than a decade now, but that's that you've right. been in business. But uh, somebody else said to me this morning, it feels sort of like a like bookending the the first decade and the beginning of the next one. Uh, but uh, it's exciting news. Any any final words you want to say before we wrap up today? Uh, no, I I think that uh, you know it's it's an incredible opportunity that we we have ahead of us. It feels like uh, you know Clio as a company has had a number of of cheerleaders and fans and supporters over uh, over the years, and uh, I, I guess to conclude, I, I want to send a big thank you to uh, the likes of yourself, Bob, that have you know given us coverage and exposure over the last uh, the last decade for uh, the, the the listeners you have and for the broader legal tech community. It's certainly felt like uh, we've had incredible support over the last decade of of achieving our. Uh, our vision for the the first chapter of Clio's growth, and uh, really excited to embark on this next chapter of uh, of Clio's growth with uh, uh, with the same kind of enthusiasm. Well, you and I have certainly had a number of conversations over the years uh, as uh, as news has developed with your company over the years, and a number of podcast conversations as well. So I look forward to uh, continuing those conversations over the next decade and, and beyond. More so. news to come. Well, this has been a special edition of Law Next. This is Bob Ambrogi. Thanks for listening.